Hey there, you're listening to Movies Not Music, the bi-weekly Waves on the Shore series in which I lead Evan through the world of the film industry. We're glad to have you here today, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. We're not biased, we just don't like bad music. Welcome. That was all. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why was that the... That was your idea? Was playing Gandalf pack? <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Eminem, where we're talking about a movie again, and we got Gandalf pack. Yes, sir. Bro, listeners are just dying right now. Did you hear my seat bouncing and this, Gandalf pack? The viewers know where it's at. This episode's gonna get, like, copyright stricken. <laughs> if it does, just cut that. It probably... <laughs> It probably won't, honestly. Um, we'll probably <laughs> it's free promotion for Gandalf. Pack, um, but yeah, new. welcome to Eminem episode. Oh gosh, y'all 18? are driving me crazy. Eighteen. Expecting me to remember things. It's episode eighteen. I think it is. I think seventeen was last episode. Episode. Well, yeah, that is how it works. <laughs> <if it's 17. laughs> well, I was saying I think because like like it could have been sixteen, so that would mean this one is seventeen. But I'm pretty sure it was seventeen. We're going to say it's 18. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 18 of Eminem. Um, and we are and finishing we are... the John yeah. Carney trilogy. I'll let you uh, take it away. Well, uh, yeah, it is the end of... We actually happened to do these in the order that they released, which was not intentional, but that's just what we did. Because um, once was 2006 or seven. Yeah. It was seven, I think. Um, and then again again was 2014. And then Sing Street... Um, was 2016. Now, the thing that I think is worth noting about all three of these movies is that while they are dramas that have, like, this kind of central common thread of, like, music and musicians and stuff, they're all pretty different. And I think they all, I think they all kind of have different things to say, you know? And they all take place in different time periods. Um, the first two, Once and Begin Again, were, are were filmed like in the present day at the time of like when they were filmed but sing street takes place goes back in the 1980s i believe right yep so uh last time i watched this movie was over the summer actually while i was on vacation at the beach i watched it with my sister and my mom and a few of my other relatives that was probably like my third time watching it um and every time i watch it i'm like that was a good movie (laughs) Um, I do think it's probably, I think I like it about the same as once, maybe a little bit less. Because, and I think that the reason I say that is because I think the music in this uh, movie is fun, but it feels, it feels like a kid made it, but that's the point. That's the point. Definitely the least like... You know, of the three movies, when it comes to soundtrack, like, I have legitimately gone back to songs from both the Once and Begin Again soundtrack, just listening to in my everyday life. Yeah. Don't know if I'm going to revisit... I... I don't. ...soundtrack from this one, just because it's not really... But, like, you know... And when they're all so based around music, that does play a factor, but I still think it's a... I, I still enjoyed the movie quite a bit. Definitely had some warming up to do like at first i was not completely sold but i definitely 
It's very and they're very I, much leaning into like the cheaty stereotypes. The it's eighties, and they're kids, you know. It's it's very like playing into a lot of different stereotypes, and at sometimes I think it sort of becomes like, you know, not hard to believe, but it's like okay, sure. There's the angry private school principal. There's the bully with the buzz cut who has a rough home life. There, like you know what I mean. Like it's kind of got a little bit. of... But yeah, it's, it's maybe exaggerated a little bit actually, but given where they are in the time period, it's actually that, that's the thing. It's very believable, even yeah. if it's very not believable at times. Sure. Well, not that it's never not. I think believable. it's just a. It's just... I think it's a tad bit. It might some things might be just a little cheesy. like yeah, maybe it didn't. Maybe it probably wouldn't have happened exactly like that. But yeah. I think it's a. It's still a fairly grounded movie. But I think. That still kind of plays into the idea of, and I'll get to the synopsis here in a second so that we can kind of give sure, the, actually give talk the, about the movie. Yeah, we should actually explain what we're talking about. But, um, you know, it's from the perspective of a kid or kids, plural. And so in a lot of ways, it kind of makes sense that maybe some of the things that we're witnessing are maybe romanticized. Like in a way that like maybe kids it's not kinda. exactly how it happened, but kids tend to do that. Like, And we remember our brains... We trick ourselves sometimes, like, like oh, dude, given long enough. When did you turn into a psychologist? This is actually so true and cool. We we think about things that happen like seven or... I'm actually pretty intelligent, Evan. You'll find that out. Um, I'm still <laughs> trying to figure it out. I'm still like waiting to see Seven or eight more, years ago. But glimmers. Glimmers. I'm seeing glimmers. Right, right, right. No, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you for acknowledging that. So, like, you've, we'll think like, about you, stuff that happened on, on the past. Li- on the list of intelligences, Evan, you've me... passed a... <laughs> Like you've passed a hippo. Oh, you're thank past you. a hippopotamus. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too elephant yet, though. Elephants are no. still. Okay. Well, we still have to overcome like sewer rat first, but actually they're <laughs> smart. Hey yo, you're still um, working on turtle. Keep going. Um. Okay. But the whole idea of like, especially when you're younger, but like things. Your brain does us, hype stuff up a lot. Like, yeah, your brain. We remember things. How. And as time goes on, we start to think there's kind of the details start to get fuzzy. And it's like, well, did it happen that way or did it happen this way? And so I think that's it's kind of something that could maybe be happening here. It's obviously it's not like a it's not like a weird trippy movie or anything. But I mean, it's no. told from the perspective of a kid. So that just kind of makes sense. Um, but the kind of uh, plot of this movie is. Is uh, it's, uh, it's set fun. in rough economic Ireland. Yeah. In the 80s. Yeah. Um, the economy is not in a great place. Uh, our main character's name is Connor. He is starting at a new school. Connor his, his, uh His parents are not doing well inter- interpersonally. Um, and he's just kind of like, he's resentful of a lot of things. And the only person he really feels like he can come to is his brother. His older, his older brother is a G. He's a, he's a, he's got, his older brother is in his corner. He like has freshly graduated high school. So he's kind of like that happened like two years ago. So he's kind of like the, Hey, you'll be all right. Just get through it. He's very much like the coaching Mm -hmm. him through life kind of situation here. And Connor loves music and rock music. And he is being, he's, his parents have sent him to a private Christian, all boys school. Because they can't afford the other school. I think it's it's Catholic. Catholic. Yeah. I mean, either way it's, some kind of Christian denomination. Um, and uh, he hates it because there's a teacher who's a piece of garbage 
Um, it's the principle. It's the main principle. And it's the principle, yeah. And he kind of starts to rebel and come into his own through music. And one thing that kind of acts as the big catalyst uh, is he sees this girl outside of his school uh, after like, his first day at this school. And her name is... Oh, crap. It starts with an R. Help me out. It's... Do you remember? Do I need to look it up? It's it's like a there's weird a, it's name. It's R, there's P-H, not Rufina. R- R- it's Rafina. 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 It's a very, like, not common name. Rafina. And he's like, damn, that girl is hot. And he tries to kind of, like, over, over the course of this movie, it's... The movie is kind of... It's about two things. His his courtship with this with this girl who has her own kind of toxic things going on in her life and he just wants her to like him and then he's also got the band and I love the band so much there's you got I got the twins and you got the dude who plays all the instruments uh and he like uh I forget his name is it Amon Amon Amon's a G um and they just start, like, the music starts off not that great, and they just start practicing more and more, and then they start, like, playing, and it's just this really fun, it's a coming-of-age story. It's this, it's about Connor coming into his own, and becoming brave enough to do things, and I think, and it, it, it it's a similar sentiment to, I think, all of John Carney's movies kind of have this thing about... Underdog kind of thing. Under, underdog stuff, believing in yourself, um... It's kind of about persevering, because um, and I actually think Once and Sing Street actually kind of have a similar ending, because they both like they go to the I think they both actually go to London at the end of both of those movies. Do they go to London at yeah. the end of this one, or is it just yeah? They're on their way. They're on they're their on way. a boat to London, but their plan is to go to London, I believe. Yeah, and. And uh, it's they're gonna their plan is to just make music and like that's the thing, and I I think it's really after talking about because the thing about London is yeah. like the reason they want to go to London is because Ireland the economy it's it's trash there's nothing well, in Ireland anyone not a great, yeah anyone who wants to be anything is moving to England everyone's moving yeah. to England yeah and London so it's a big is... deal yeah it's a big deal when Connor moves to london because he's moving basically towards a hopeful future yeah yeah um but okay so let's let's uh backpedal a little bit what do you think of the music we'll just actually we'll just like go full on and talk about the music first i mean it's like 80s rock inspired pop rock punk thing i think as far as it being performed by like 15 year olds yeah does i think it's it's I not think it's really fun. It's not bad. Even especially yeah. like um oh I'm forgetting, but the one the one song that he does where he's playing the guitar and Eamon's just on the piano, um, and it's super chill and they write it at Eamon's house and I forget which one it is, so it's kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Kind of kind of a vibe. Kinda of like that one. Um what do you think? Um, so where I find myself with this with the soundtrack in this movie is um there's never really like a song like and so in once you have uh 
Oh crap! Of course, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna act like I know. Falling slowly, or which one are you looking for? It's falling. Is it? Is it falling slowly? The it's main falling one. Slowly. Yeah. Uh, I'm. T- I bro, I know things, and then I just can't remember anything. You have falling slowly, and then you have lost stars and begin again. But in this one, I feel like there's not like a that big song. Main. Um, out of all of them, there is a song that they do called "Drive It Like You Stole It." I'd say that is sort of the pinnacle of this, which is probably the pinnacle, but it's it doesn't reach the heights that um, no that falling no slowly or lost stars does. But that being said, kind of like what I was saying earlier, I feel like you gotta you could, you probably should kind of put it into perspective a little bit because it if for some reason these songs were just incredibly good, it would be like it would just feel a little bit weird because it's yeah. like. Well, these they are like 14, rough. 15 year old kids in high school, and they're just they're just making music in a with like not super expensive gear, and like given given all of that, it sounds really good, you know. And it's the eighties, so yeah, um, everything's so, on like tape recorders and stuff. Yeah, and so the sound is a a victim of that. But yeah, drive it like you stole it is a fun time, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, but I like within the context of the movie, I really enjoy the music. Um, I like how sometimes it's kind of naive, and I love the scene where they're like the scenes where they film the music videos are so good. Yeah, I, those and, are my favorite parts. Yeah, and because it it reminds me of doing like just like I remember when I was really young, I had some friends that I would hang out and we'd film like stupid videos. Yeah, and just have fun. You know, it reminds yep. me of. That's what it is. It's it brought me right back to that as well. Yeah. So I yeah. love those scenes. Yeah, I re- that's it br- brought me back to back when I was a kid cuz you know how old we are. Um Dude, we're talking like back in the 50s for Jaren. Bro, he's <laughs> yeah. prehistoric. Um one thing, well we can talk about uh, his relationship with uh, uh Rafina a little bit. Cuz that's a big it's, I think it's a big part. Cuz a lot of It's odd. Well, a lot of what it, it's odd for a few valid reasons, I think. And you get the sense when you first meet her that there's something going on. So, one, um she's an orphan. She she lives in like a like some I don't know if she technically a girl's home. A girl's home. Uh and she's like seeing this she like has a boyfriend when he first meets Rafina, when Connor first meets Rafina, and he's like very clearly like probably like five years older than her. Yeah, at least it's a weird relationship, and it's like one, it's one of those relationships where you're like, this is probably not good for her, and he's probably a piece of crap. And yeah. I think at one point we see her, and I think she has like a black eye or something, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, like a bruised that, cheek, a bruised cheek. That's what it is. And so. The, the thing about Rafina is that she wants to be like a model. She wants to be a famous actress or whatever. And he wants to be a famous musician. And she kind of gives off. When, at first, she tries to act like she's like this. All She's like big stuff. You know, it's like she's a really big deal, even though she's really not. And she like kind of blows off Connor a little bit. But I think she starts to come around on him and realize that he's like actually a good person. Um, and I, I actually really like her arc because she goes from being a pretty self-centered and vain 
But in a lot of ways, you can't blame her because she has... Yeah, I was going to say, understandably so. But she's had a pretty sucky life, you know? As and... most of these kids in the band have. Yeah. Which is what makes it interesting. Yeah, and so a lot of the driving force behind Connor wanting to do what he's doing is he's trying to impress her, and he found out she, she was a model, so she's like acting in all of their music videos, and it's just a really fun... Almost naive sometimes. It's a really fun coming of age story. I really like the scene where um, they perform at the, like the school dance or whatever. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good part. And they like do they, that like, final the, scene with that song and the masks. And they pull everything. the they pull the prank with the masks on the principal, right? Yeah, they're all wearing masks with the principal's yeah. face on it as like a diss towards them at the yeah, end. It's a really it's a really it's a really good movie. Like I don't know what else to say. It's not like a I think Begin Again and Once have more to say. But maybe This they, one's fun. It's easy to get behind the characters. I think it's these I don't know. It's I don't even know if they necessarily have more to say because I think this one's just I think this one's just a little bit more different than the other two. Yeah. Just it's a, I think that I think Once a Begin Again maybe the what they're trying to say, the sentiments aren't as plainly put. You're left to kind of put some pieces sure. together. And, you know, it's not um, like we were saying with uh, Begin Again and Once, they're kind of, or more with Once, is it's kind of like a slice of life, like a, a look into someone's life where, and then Begin Again, there's more of a plot, but it also is a look into someone's life. Whereas like, uh, Sing Street is very much movie. Here's your characters. Here's the setting. Here's what's going on. Here's what brings them together. This happens, drives them here. This is the end, and they live happily ever after on their way to London. So, yeah. like, you know, I uh, mm. well, that's actually they don't literally live happily ever after. I think if anything, no, they it ends kind of it ends very. Yeah, if anything, I think that they don't. Um. Actually, because I think while Begin Again span. was was I think a big focus of Begin Again was about like coming into your own and being independent and believing in yourself and stuff. There's definitely some of that stuff with um, Sing, Sing Street, Street, but I think a lot of it. I mean, this movie's about growing up, mm -hmm. and and I think a part of that is sometimes things don't always work out. So. And they, I think they always kind of allude, I think that's being alluded to throughout the whole movie where like Connor and Rafina are doing this thing together and the whole time you're like, does she like him? Like what's really going on? And I think the whole time it's like, well, maybe, maybe they'll date, but maybe they won't, maybe it won't mm -hmm. last, you know? And we never find can out. I, can yeah. I be honest? And this bugs me, man. What? Bugs me. Why? Like when there's all these scenes with Rafina and Connor. And I'm okay. just like, dude, Rafina is so blatantly out of his league. Oh, tough. I'm like, I'm struggling to believe. Look, she's giving I think this we've man talked... a chance. <laughs> you know, uh, you're really making me buy boy... this one, Carney. Don't, like... <laughs> don't do that to my boy, Carney. I mean, sorry, not Carney, Connor. Okay. Connor. Um, dude, it's when the hair, it's when the hair is super long and just back here and i'm like my man you look like a new york sewer rat okay but to What's be fair on? to be fair it's the 80s so most people don't look that great um fair also 
I have witnessed this, and I feel like we've talked about this before, maybe even on the podcast, but, like, sometimes girls just kind of date guys. Wanda, too. Because they're, like, even when they're not, like, studs, you know? The thing is, I'm saying this as if, like, dating's all about looks. It's not. I'm just saying. No, it like, is. It's, it's, it is. It's funny because, <laughs> like, you know, I do like to poke fun at it because she's so out of his league. And it's just like. Yeah. And also, also, Connor's an awkward guy in this movie. Well, that's what the, that's. I think that's what the thing is. That That's, that's, that's kind of what makes him point. charming. Like it's fair, fair. He's got the he's a got lot of, the a lot he's of, got the charming riz. A lot of girls like, see awkward guys and go, "Oh, he's so cute." <laughs> fair, that's what he's got going for him. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> play into that, Connor King. Sorry, your, I was put, just like, Dude. chin up, King. Here's your crown. Evan took it away from you, but I'll give it back. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah. So, um. John Carney's next film is supposed to come out this year, and it's a BG's biopic. Right, um, you were saying. And I, I find John Carney fascinating to me because so he did his first movie two thousand seven once. His next movie doesn't come out for like seven years. That's in twenty fourteen, and then he does Sing Street two years later. Like that's a pretty quick turnaround. And for now, a movie, yeah, and he hasn't done a movie since twenty sixteen. It's been seven years again. So it's like, I, he's like low key, maybe he's not my favorite director, but he's probably like number two or number three. Who's Just, number one? Uh, number one would be Matt Reeves. Um, Have we watched a Matt Reeves movie? No. And I'll, I'll get into that in a second. I want to finish this thought and then I can maybe, yeah. ex- I can maybe explain who he is. Um, I just, he's very interesting. I, I, I have touched on this in a prior episode, but he... I, I love his fascination with music. Mm-hmm. He writes... He, 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 he was the only director on all three of these movies. He was a writer. I think on the first two, he was the solo writer. I think in, I think in Sing Street, he had a co-writer for this script. Um, or actually... Well... Yeah, I think I saw that he had a co-writer when I was looking at the, the stuff for it on IMDb. Um, and just... I can tell... I, I just... Well, the one thing about these movies is... They all have passion behind them. I think you know. There's Very a lot of movies so, that. Yeah. There's a lot of movies that you see. They're just kind of like junk food. They're just like whatever. You watch it and you're like, eh, like it was all right. Like the first movie I had you watch ever was The Holiday. And while I, uh, an enjoyer of of bad and good rom coms alike, probably enjoy enjoyed that movie. You definitely did not. I'm just... <laughs> like you just didn't. Like, am I correct in saying that? <laughs> So I, so my, you my, would be correct. Yeah. So my point is that like, this is his movies have substance. I feel yeah. like, and there are a lot of movies out in the ether that have little to no substance. So, um, even though this might be our least favorite John Carney movie, it's still a solid, uh, a solid fun. Still time. a good movie. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to make my review as you talk. Oh, I'm trying okay. to make of what my review well, should be, but keep speaking. While you do that, I'm going to explain to the viewers and to you who Matt Reeves is. Matt Reeves is my favorite director <clears throat> for a few different reasons. And I kind of came to this conclusion that he's my favorite director over the past, like, two years. So he did, um, he finished off the 
new, like, um, the newer Planet of the Apes movies. And, like, you might, you probably, I'm sure you've probably heard of the Planet of the Apes movies, and you're like, movies about talking monkeys that can't be that good. Um, and the, the old movies, like the original, like there's like six original movies or something like that. They're kind of cheesy. They're like people in monkey suits. And so it's just kind of like weird. These newer movies have like amazing, like, uh, CGI and like the monkeys look real, but the, it, that's not the point, but this is how I kind of describe it simply. So I don't ramble to people who have never seen the movies. If you can get me to care about a monkey more than I care about Captain Marvel, then you're doing something right. <laughs> like, there was a moment at the end of the third... There's, so there's there's three Planet of the Apes movies. Matt Reeves directed the last two. The last two are easily, like, the better ones. The, the first one's still good. It's just... The point is that Matt Reeves is an amazing director because he made um there, he he he's directing a trilogy, or he's finishing off a trilogy of movies where the main character is a is a monkey. Like, takes a bit of like it, and it. I think well, I will probably actually have us watch these movies because I think they're amazing, like genuinely, like incredible. The first time I saw the third one in theaters, I cried at the end of it. Like I wasn't like sobbing, but I like I teared up. Like, just a little... It was like, there. There yeah. was some leakage. Yeah, there was a little bit of... The waterworks were going a little bit. Um, the pipe was he, loose. He also directed the newest Batman movie, which spawned all those memes. But the, new, the newest Batman <laughs> dude, movie all is the a heater. something... Dude, something in the way. <laughs> Something's in the way. Dude, my friend fully just embraced the Batman culture. It was. It's been so funny. Like we make, right. I, I I've mentioned this before, but we make a playlist every month, and he, his March playlist is just like Demon Time Batman. It's in his <laughs> January playlist, which is also the Demon Time thing. He'll he'll literally just be posting like three second videos of like Batman standing on a rooftop watching over the city with something in the way in the background, and the caption will be like. Bro is me for real. Like, <laughs> that's just all he does now. All of his, all of his stories on Instagram are just pictures look, and videos of Batman and him saying quite literally me. Like, look, okay, so I don't, <laughs> I, I don't think you've seen the newest Batman movie. No. Um, but it is like I've never seen a Batman movie. It is quite possibly. Ah, that's a lie. I've seen one. Okay, well, which one have you seen? Do you remember? Nope. Okay. Was but it continue? Was it one of the ones where? Was it one of the ones where he talks like this, and he's got his mouth like this? Let me see. It's hard to. They, they the all kind of sound similar, but it's a. Was it the Dark Knight? Well, yeah, was, they're not gonna hire someone to the go Joker like, in it. Hey guys, I'm Batman. Like, well, whatever. I didn't do that great, but my throat my throat's a little sore because we've been talking so much and I'm out of water. So, um, well, anyway, I'll continue my Matt Reeves spiel. So. He's done a lot of different things. Like, he's done horror, action, drama, all this kind of stuff. Um, he did a movie called Cloverfield, which is this, like, found footage film. It's technically found cool. footage horror. And it's, like... So, like, you know how you got monster movies? Like, that Godzilla would be a monster movie. Or, like, mm -hmm. uh, King Kong would maybe be one. So, we took that idea with this movie called Cloverfield. But he turned it into, like, a horror movie. Because it's told from the perspective of, like... Like, in any other movie... 
like there's those people that you see in the background that are running away on the street it's from like he like chooses like three people like it's like it's like those people those people are the main characters like you're not following the military guys you're following the three normal people that are just like they don't know what's happening and they're just running around scared and it's and Mm -hmm. and it's all being told from this camera because the, the events that are taking place are happening uh, on the night of a party that's taking place. Anyway, I won't get super into it, but it's a really good found footage horror film. Um, it's not like horror in the same sense that there's like there's not like demons and like nobody's getting possessed or anything. But there's there's a they there's do a, say boo. There's a there's a monster and things happen. And I would actually love to go through Matt Reeves. We um, are not watching horror film. movies. Um. Yeah, we are. We'll we'll do it in person. Like we, remember, I won't partake. Remember we said that. Oh, we were, in person, yes, because I, I will watch to you for dear life. When we, <laughs> like we for will, dear life. So I we'll do. Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Shamelessly, I will just grab you. So we will do. I will say. I'll say this. We'll do Cloverfield and we'll do a Quiet Place because we talked about doing a Quiet no. Place. No. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yes. Oh yes. We're not oh, doing yes. that. Yes, we are, man. Yes, we are. Anyway. So, A Cloverfield is an amazing movie. Um, I will say A Quiet Place is definitely scarier than Cloverfield. Cloverfield is scary for It doesn't us. matter, bro. I got scared by the opening scene of the Bond movie. That's true. It doesn't matter. <laughs> There's no ranking. There's just scary and not scary. And it okay. doesn't take a lot to okay. be scary. This is... This is okay. But I'm going to pick... Dog, I was getting worried right. watching Glass Onion. Okay. <laughs> I was starting to get worried <laughs> when the lights went out Okay. and they're chasing each other. I was kind of getting nervous. Okay, let me pitch. I was Clo- pulling the blanket up to my eyes a little bit. Let me pitch Cloverfield to you a little bit. I don't know if I want the pitch. I feel like no, I'm no, 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 no. I want to. So, you know how like some albums are like really deep and have like these hidden kind of like almost like, like if you start looking into it, there's like more stuff kind of yeah. going on. Like, like you could maybe take. You can maybe take, is it Folklore? Folklore is the one yep. that has, like, there's, like, the three songs that are actually kind of yep. telling a story. So, Cloverfield at its surface is a movie that is, like, it's, like, yeah, it's just a found footage monster film. These people are just trying to survive what's happening. What do you mean by found footage? It's literally, a found footage movie is, it looks like it's filmed on a recorder. So, like, it's, like, not, like, there's not, like, different shots. It's all just, like... Somebody's holding a camcorder, and that's what you're. That's what you're watching. Does that make sense? That's terrifying. Yeah, kind of, but let me just. Okay, so there's at its surface, it's a monster movie. These people are trying to survive. Um, but behind the scenes, there's actually like more going on that you can that like. You can kind of piece together. Do you know what I... I think it was called an ARG. But basically when Cloverfield came out, before it had come out, it had this like online marketing thing. And it was a very early 2000s thing because, you know, the internet's changed a lot. Smartphone. Like the world's changed a lot. But back in the day, this was a really cool thing because like they would release these certain... They released a bunch of those, like, this online stuff. Like it's like stuff to promote the movie. And it was very mysterious. And it was saying stuff about like this company and... Like, kind of, like, sketchy things going on, and it's hinting at, like, I don't know. It's just a really c- cool, 
like a lot of work and thought and effort got put into like that like world building of that universe and i think you could appreciate that but i wouldn't want to spoil any of what that is until you see the movie you know so i just want to put that i'm out high there. key gonna like call the u.s government to like revoke your passport Bruh. so i don't have to watch a horror movie Bruh. all right whatever man okay and then he's matt reeves matt reeves is just he can do it all and every movie anything if he's a producer on something or if he directs something it's just good like mm-hmm. the the batman was amazing and the planet of the apes trilogy is is amazing and cloverfield is amazing and uh, he actually, he has one movie that I haven't seen. Um, it's called Let Me In, and that one is actually a horror movie that you probably wouldn't want to watch because it's like about vampires and stuff like that. And but apparently it's really good. It's about this I'm, little kid that. Prov- that I feel like, like I'm better with like, actually what? no, because it's all just gonna be scary. Never mind. There is what? no better. What's all gonna be scary? Nah, never mind. No, tell me. I was going to say they're like vampires, but then I thought, oh, it's going to be like no. legit real person scary vampires. Yeah, it's not, it's not like Dracula vampires. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like scary. Uh, <laughs> I won't get into that, but uh, he's just really awesome. I'll stop ranting about, or not ranting, I'll stop praising Matt Reeves, but uh, <laughs> I love him, man. I really like him. When I, when they announced that he was doing the like the new Batman movie... I was like, it's going to be a banger. Like, I just knew it. Like, there wasn't a doubt in my mind. Like, I just knew. I was like, it's it's not going to be bad. It won't be bad, because Matt Reeves is not an idiot. Like, uh, you could give him anything, and he'd make a good movie, honestly. Um, uh, What would I give Sing Street? What would I give Sing Street? Seven. Is where I'm landing. Seven out of ten. Well, I think... Yeah, so you gave it a three and a half. Um, what do you think of my review? And you gave beginning at a four and a half. And hmm, I'll check your review in a second. I also gave beginning at a four and a half. I'll probably do the same for Sing Street. Honestly, um, let me look at your review. Little David Bowie got some pipes high key. <laughs> <laughs> I actually kind of want to. I want to look through the review. I, hey, you should. I know you don't really get on Letterbox except for when we like do these episodes. Um, but like going to a movie and looking through the reviews can be pretty funny. Because <laughs> yesterday I watched uh, Roadhouse. Um, with my buddy Keaton, and we didn't realize how much nudity was in that movie. Like, there's just a <laughs> lot. There's like a lot of boobs. Like, just a lot. Um, and somebody wrote this, like, entire, Isn't like... Isn't Conor McGregor redoing Roadhouse? Is he? I don't know. What's the plot of Roadhouse? Um, it's basically this bouncer is... He's a really good at... He's a really... He's just really good at doing his job. And this, uh... This owner at a bar in, like... I think it's, like, Kansas or something like that. Uh, is like, hey, I need you at my place so that you can help me, like, clean it up. Like, help me whip it into shape, basically. And that's mm-hmm. the general pr- premise. And he makes some enemies in the process, basically. Um, I actually really liked it, but there was a, there was some, there was a decent amount 
of unnecessary uh, nudity. Like, they were just, like, really horny while they were making that movie. Um, but still, uh, pretty, still pretty good. <laughs> Conor McGregor to co-star with Jake Gyllenhaal in Roadhouse Reboot. Really? Jake Told Gyllenhaal? Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah, because they were, like, filming scenes at a UFC event. Wait. Did you not see the videos like Jake I did, Gyllenhaal? I did see those UFC? videos, but why would why would they be filming a Roadhouse reboot? Like, it's clearly a very different uh, Roadhouse idea. I guess like that that literally is not a movie. <laughs> I don't know why they'd be Roadhouse. What about the? That's wild. Why is he? Do you, do you review much on Letterboxd? What do you mean? Like type reviews? Oh yeah. Here. How do I see this? Well, go to my profile. Like click on me. And then go to my like go to my activity and you should be able to like see if I like cuz like if I go to you and I go to more activity, I can see all of your reviews. This was some damn good soup. Jaren says. Yeah, I say that a lot. I say that a lot. I, if I liked a movie and don't really know what to say, I'll say pretty good soup or damn good Theo soup. Theo Vaughn, regular people. So I guess we'll see, you know? Oh, yeah, that's a you wouldn't understand that unless you watched it. He makes a joke about, he goes, this is the joke that he makes. He goes, so uh, my cousin got get bit, got bit by a gay guy. Ah, I've seen that And then thing. he just stands there in silence for like 10 seconds and then he goes so I guess we'll see, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that clip. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely it was definitely the best joke from that. Uh Oh yeah. So oh yeah, so my review of your name, I said this was some damn good soup. Um I really like my this is the movie 65 I saw in theaters 2 weeks ago with my buddy Austin. And it's a dinosaur movie with Adam Driver. And the newest Jurassic Park movie came out last summer and it wasn't very good and i liked this movie more so and so my review of it was literally just the title of the last jurassic park movie so my (laughs) review says three stars jurassic world dominion (laughs) that's just what it's as jaren do um my review of the lorax i thought justin timberlake was in the movie i was i saw that one casablanca lola she was a showgirl that has nothing to do with casablanca like that's just (laughs) It's just not. Casa, I was watching Casablanca, and I kept getting reminded of, like, I forget what that's from, but it's just not from Casablanca. But I was I thought it was funny, so I put it. My Ant-Man and the Wasp review just says dick. <laughs> um, and that's partially because that's kind of how I feel about that movie, but also they make, like, a bunch of dick jokes, and they're not funny. And so I... Uh, it just sucks. Uh, and then in The Revenant... I, the meat was raw was my review um but yeah we can kind of wrap up this episode um i didn't actually review sing street i got distracted by looking at my reviews um i'm probably also gonna do three and a half stars um it's a good time it's just fun I would add it to the list of good family movies. Good. Times. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Well, because while uh, John Carney's like other two movies have a little bit more cursing, I think this one's a little bit more palatable. Yeah. And in, in a family setting, but uh, but yeah, that's uh. It's twelve nineteen. We're some sleepy boys. Yeah. Who knows what it's the past next our movie bedtime. That we'll do. It is twelve twenty in the morning. And I'm tired. um. I'm sweaty. What movie should we do next? Do you want to choose one? Um, part or... of me does. But I don't know, like... You don't know what you would choose, because, like, you don't watch good movies unless I tell you to. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what movies do I even have know? You, have you seen Cars? Part of me... Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I've seen Cars. What if we did Cars, though? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to, actually? I I'm like, so down. I like I'm, Cars. I'm so down to do Cars. I'm going to watch it again. I know I, know I don't usually, re- like, watch the movies in preparation, because I... I've usually already seen the movies that we cover like five times. I've seen Cars so many times. But I have, I'm I've, still gonna watch it. I've back. also seen Cars a lot, but I haven't seen it in like ten years. So I will, I will rewatch it. I feel like I, I forget why, but I feel like I've seen it semi recently, like in the last five years. But I just remember exactly how that movie goes. But I'm so down to like okay. do it. We'll do, we'll do Cars. <laughs> we'll just do Cars get, for no particular reason. Bro, get reason. ready, viewers, because it's gonna yeah. be a good. Episode. Also. Just John Mayer. We, we're gonna talk about the soundtrack in this movie. Honestly, a banger soundtrack in Cars. Like I don't know. Have you heard John Mayer do Route sixty six? Like it's an eight minute, the eight minute version. Oh, of Route actually, 66. wait, no. John Mayer is on the soundtrack of this movie, and maybe you shouldn't look it up. Maybe you should experience it in the movie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to it now. Oh, okay. like, like I, no, 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 no. Like when I watch the movie. And I'm like, oh, shoot, because I never, back, way back, I wouldn't have known that was John I Mayer. I might watch Cars watch movie, like, Hey, yo. I might mess around and watch Cars at 1 a.m. I'm going to bed, I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, viewers, just so you know, I don't have, I'm not working this week. I'm on my spring break, so. Jaren's available. It's currently almost 12.30 a.m. Yeah, if any, if any eligible young honeys. Boys. No, no, not, <laughs> not young boys. No, no, you can stay away from me. Stay away from me. <laughs> Any That's eligible honeys over the age of 18. Um, or good-looking young boys between no, 12 no. and 14. <laughs> no, no. Oh, my God. All right, we're just... This episode should have ended a while ago. Uh, this Adios, is what, uh, We'll see ya. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Movies Not Music. If you feel inclined, leave a comment and a review. And if you'd like to connect with us, you can find us both on Instagram at the waves on the shore and at our personal accounts at the overshore and at jeb watts